This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Who's next? Yeah, who's next? Welcome to the climb! This is a show dedicated to helping singers and songwriters and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Put yourself in a better place. Uh, that's what the CLIMB means. It's an acronym that stands for Creating Leverage in the Music Business. C-L-I-M-B. Genius! Brilliant! Thank you. <laughs> Let me introduce you to my co-host, Brent Baxter. Brent is an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Annabellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he helps songwriters turn pro by teaching the art, the craft, and equally as important, the business of songwriting. And you can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinell. Johnny owns a Daredevil Production. It's an innovative artist development company. Basically, what that means is they help you find your sound and they help you find your audience. So not only do they develop and improve your artistry, they also grow and monetize your fan base, creating cash flow. Money, 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 money. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. And you can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That's production, singular, no S. Why? We all know why. Because there's only one Johnny Dwinell. Thank God the rest of the world is breathing a sigh of relief on that. <laughs> How oh, you doing, brother? Merry Christmas to all of us. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm uh, I'm excited about talking about what we're going to talk about tonight. Because you know why? Well, why we're talking about tonight? Because what we're talking about tonight changed my life. Oh, I love it. When we oh, talk about changing lives. Changing lives. That's right. It's uh, Yeah, it is. The topic for tonight is, and I say tonight because really, when we're recording this, it is tonight. Yeah. Yeah. A little insider knowledge there. But uh, it's six words that changed my songwriting life. I love it. Six words that changed your songwriting life. This is... This is going to be good. I'm intrigued already because I didn't get any show notes. So I'm like, come on. <laughs> well, I know. I see. Yeah, yeah. What? You guys don't elaborately practice? So yeah. I am. I am. I am listening. I am listening with the rest of the group here uh, intently, and, sir. At, uh, and me too, because most of the time I don't know what I'm going to say next either. So <laughs> uh, let me let me set the scene for y'all. In 2002, I was an unknown lyricist who had just moved to Nashville from Little Rock, Arkansas. All right, woo pig. Almost zero contacts in the music business and like no co-writes with pro songwriters like zip, zilch, not a zero pro co-writers. So fast forward three and a half years, right? It's 2005 and I'm standing on stage at the NSAI Awards receiving one of only 12 songs I wish I'd written awards given that year. And this is voted on by the pro songwriter members of NSAI. The next night was the ASCAP Awards and where I was going to be receiving an airplay award for a top five single. Uh, now, at this point, I had a publishing deal at Major Bob Music, and another guy who writes here was like Neil Thrasher at the time, Garth Brooks, you know, some good people. Mm-hmm. And I wrote regularly with other pro songwriters, you know? So what got me from point A to point B? It was those six words. Ooh. But first, 
let's do some iTunes reviews, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Hey, yeah, by the way, uh, you guys, we continue to have like record month after record month. Like the last three months now, uh, we just, I mean, we're not beating their record. We're like blowing them out of the water. So everybody's really sharing. Everybody seems to really be liking it, which is, uh, I mean, just brings me a whole heap and helping of job satisfaction, not for nothing. <laughs> but yeah. uh, we're grateful for that. And um, go ahead with your with your review. Yeah, okay. So the first one I'm going to share is a five-star review, which is awesome. It's from Ironwood950, and it's a, the title is Smoothing Right On Through. This is iTunes Review. It says, what a road rage relief. I've been catching up on all the past episodes, and my commute seems to have the stress let out of it. And I learned something, too. Thanks, Johnny and Brent. Great shows. Well, thank you, Ironwood950. Sounds like a golf club. Sounds like a mean golf club and Ironwood. <laughs> That's right. I don't well, play golf, so I have no idea. But. Well, hey, I want to throw one out there, too. We got, uh, yeah. this is from Bill Kreider. Uh, he says, as manager of a local band, this podcast is gold. I have gotten a lot of good info from the internet about how to do things, and I've avoided a lot of mistakes, and things, that, and things have gone well for us. This podcast is one of those things. In addition, it really is focused not just on local bands, but on the things for artists that uh, want to go to the next level. Very helpful for us band managers managers out there too not just aspiring artists so thank you shout out to bill Kreider. appreciate that man thank you bill all right so now that we've left you hanging let me go leaving not hanging all right so what was it that got me from point a to b all right what was it that got me from waiting tables at cracker barrel with a name tag that said hello my name is brent to having people (laughs) yeah to having people introduce me as this is brent he wrote monday morning church for alan jackson well really what took me from a to b was god so it was it was a bona fide miracle. Yes, I worked hard, Johnny. I know you're going to say that. But, uh, it, you know, God gets the credit because it wasn't my songwriting skills at the time. You know, looking back now, it was kind of embarrassing how, how green I was. Let's start with it wasn't my networking skills, all right, because I knew almost no one in the music business when I got to town. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in an industry party talking to some guy. This was like 2004 after uh, Monday Morning Church had gotten cut, but before it was a single. So it was mm-hmm. getting out there, hearing about it, you know. Anyway, uh, this guy and I were chatting um, about this song. I think it was like after the ASCAP Awards, we're all at the Sunset Grill, and it's dark in there, and I'm talking to him. And um, anyway, he said, oh, you know, he said, you got any cuts or whatever? I told him, I said, yeah, Alan Jackson just cut my song Monday Morning Church. He's like, man, I love that song. It's like, oh, you know it? You know, because most people hadn't heard it yet. He goes, yeah, goes, yeah, man, I, I cut it on Alan. I was like, what? And I was looking at the, you know, the, the lights. I'm looking. It was, it was Keith Stigall, Alan's producer. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So a legend in the business, hit songwriter himself, hit, you know, producer. And I didn't recognize him because I'd never actually seen him in person. I'd only seen like old press bio you know pictures of him seeing the presence was, of greatness i was i was embarrassed uh chatting with <laughs> keith so uh no i was not a networking genius and let me tell you what else it wasn't about it i, I wasn't successful because of my uh you know the political pull in the business okay so i already established i wasn't a networking genius okay so i didn't have any pull uh and this was my first cut by the way monday morning church is my first cut so it wasn't about my co-writer's political pool either. You know, they're all like, oh, you got to know somebody. It's, yeah, whatever. Well, Erin Enderlin, my co-writer on the song, it was her first cut, too. And she was still in college at a Middle Tennessee State University. So, really? MTSU. I didn't know still that. In, still in college. They were like, student newspaper did a, you know, like a story, like, local student gets hit song. Yeah. So, you know, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't well established. She was new. She was, you know, in college. 
like college age in college, you know, not like went back. No, just right after high school. So she did have a well-established publisher pitching the song. She didn't have the full-on publishing deals. You know, I think he was just like working with her, pitching her stuff, you know, digging what she was doing and demoing some stuff. But I don't think it was like the kind of traditional, you know, publishing deal as far as I understand. Uh, So she did have a legit publisher working her stuff. But our names had nothing to do with the cut. Nobody knew my name. Right. Not many people knew Aaron's, you know. So, okay, it wasn't my networking skills. It, it wasn't my political pull. Was it my – was it just pure songwriting chops? Like we just wrote the most amazing slap your mama, you know, make your tongue fall out of your face song. No, I mean it's a good song. I think we wrote it well, you know, as well as we could. I'm a much better writer now than I was then. But really, what God used more than anything to take me from unknown lyricist to hit songwriter was those six little words. And six little words I ran across in a poem that my mother wrote. And those six little words are empty as a Monday morning church. It was an image. You know, something you could pop that picture in your brain, empty as a Monday morning church. A really great image became the core of my first cut and changed my life. So that's what I want to talk about tonight, the power of strong imagery in your songwriting. Sound good? Love that, dude. This is good. Yes. All right. <laughs> All right. So getting some nitty gritty. So if you're like me and you want to write songs that get on records and get on the radio and compete for the big money, you're stepping into very, very competitive business. Okay. I, I can't overstate that. Yeah. So there are only a few spots available on the album of a major artist. And there are even less slots available on radio. Mm-hmm. And I know radio's not to be all end all, but if it's an established artist, it's a big deal. Yeah, so, that, well, that's the second stage rock, as we talked about, and that's exactly, it. Yeah. yeah, that's where you're working um, there. Right. So, in a, in a business that's competitive, you need every advantage you can get. Okay, small advantages can give you big results. Adding great images to your songs can give you that advantage, right? I can, you know, it can make you more attractive and valued as a co-writer because, like, oh man, Joey always. You know, he'll, he'll come up with some great killer stuff that just sticks in your head, right? They can get you that second publisher meeting. Mm-hmm. You know, even if your song overall isn't, isn't killer, but you have some great imagery there, you know, the small advantage can make them go, yeah, let me hear some more stuff. And just keep keep working. Come back. You know, it can be the difference between that and just like, all right, see ya. Thanks. Bye. Yep. It can, it can, you know, the small advantages can make a record label go from, you know, what else you got? To uh, let me keep you a copy. Let me keep a copy of what you do got. <laughs> you know, yeah. Let me keep a copy of that. Uh, likewise, better imagery can take your song from. Let me keep a copy of that to. Let me put that on hold. I want to play it for the artist. Mm-hmm. It'd be a very thin line between a keep and a hold. Or even you know maybe great imagery will take your song from. I want to put that on hold to. We gotta we gotta cut that. We gotta record that song. It's man. It's just little things that can make the difference between. Getting a, a cut and a hold, a hold and a keep, a keep and a pass, yeah. all that stuff. You know, it's such it's so competitive. It's just a game of inches, and you don't know what's going to put it over the top. And for me, songs with really strong imagery has been definite part of my success. So great imagery can even make the difference between like getting a three hundred dollar album cut or like a three hundred thousand dollar hit single. There you go. A little difference, like you know, we got two songs we both like a lot, but this one, man, that just has that killer imagery. That the other one doesn't. Like, they both sound great. I sound great singing them. But that one, boy, just some of the lines in it, that just really sticks in your head. Let's single out. Yeah, man. I'm, um, you and I both were, like, panelists at uh, Amanda Williams' 
conference a couple years back, right? Mm-hmm. Like two two years ago. And I sat on a songwriting panel. Um, aside from doing the social media tutorial I did, but I, I, I sat on a songwriting panel with a publisher. And um, we listened to this little group of of, of writers that we had that, that um, got their songs played for us and we were to critique them. You know, mm-hmm. offer some constructive criticism. Number one, by far, number one missing component: imagery. The, yeah. pu- the publisher guy's name was Max. He called it furniture. He was like, "You need more mm-hmm. furniture in this room. Like, what does the room look like? You know, like, like that's that was the the sort of metaphor that he used. But but it, it's it's I think of especially the more amateur songwriters, the, the ones that are getting started, they are really not focusing on. Uh, it's more vague, right? Mm-hmm, it's much more vague. vague. And, and especially in country music, like, you can get away with vagueness in pop, right? You can, there's, there's, mm-hmm. when you say that's true, like, if it rolls off the tongue right, I mean, you can do Sue Sue Studio and get a hit right. song. <laughs> I still don't know yeah. what the hell that means. No, but you're mean, not going to get away with that. And but, <laughs> yeah, I think part of it, you can. I think part of it is because, like, Phil Collins wrote that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he was the artist. Yeah. And so that's a different thing. In country, you, especially as an outside rider, oh, good you're looking for yeah. every advantage. You know, Phil Phil Collins, he's he's great. I'm a fan. You know, he was mostly looking what's the best of what I got. Yeah, he you wasn't going to sell that to somebody else. <laughs> Nobody else is going to come to the city. Yeah, and it's great though. Uh, but in country, especially, as you're going from the outside, you're trying to hit that target and get that cut. They're looking for. You know, yeah, so many artists are looking for the best of what they've written, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they still have a few slots for the best of everything else. And you're in that stack of everything else with everybody else. And you need every bit of your song to be as strong as possible because, like I said, it's, it's hugely competitive. And any slight edge you can get to bump up above some other people and to make that cut, that's one of those things that can make that difference. And so, um, yeah, so you talk about early on people are doing a lot more telling than showing. Mm-hmm. I tell you I'm heartbroken, you know. Let me give you an example. The difference, and if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it a ton of times, the kind of the adage, the pearl of wisdom in Nashville is show me, don't tell me, right? right? In your lyrics, show me what you're talking about. Don't just tell me about what you're talking about. So an example I like to use, the the power of imagery and the power of putting a picture in someone's head. You know who knows how powerful a picture is? The people that do the pet adoption commercials. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, you like the Sarah McLaughlin one. In the arms you know? of an angel. Yeah, yeah. That that one. You know the one, right? You've seen it. And it makes you sad. Why does it make you sad? Because the pictures of the dogs, these yeah. sad looking dogs that look like they've been neglected, mistreated. They would just want somebody to love them. It gets you. It hits you right in the feels. Okay. So they could have just said, no, the powers in celebrity. We're going to get Sarah McLaughlin to, to be the picture on there and tell you about these dogs. There are these dogs that are malnourished. They're neglected. They're mistreated. They're abused, and they need good homes. Oh, okay. I get that. and I understand it intellectually because I understand dogs are abused and neglected. I understand that. I can process that. It goes into my head. But it pretty much stops there. You know, show me the picture. You show me the picture of that puppy. That, that I understand it on a whole different level. I understand it in my heart, and that's, that's the feeling. Picture. That's the feeling that we were talking about in the last episode, right? Like that's that gets into the inner part 
that gets into the inner part of your brain that is that you that that was the beginnings of of who mm-hmm. we are as a species you know it's not it's, about the logic it's not about the words it's like look at that puppy behind the exactly i think maya angelou said something about you know the tricks to write in a way that it filters through the brain and gets to the heart you know yes. and that's images have a great way to do it like the pet adoption thing you know or the humane society whatever it was Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. They those pictures got through my brain and hit me in the heart, and yeah. they and did a whole lot of other people too. It wasn't the information. Yeah, it was. I mean, think about you know what comes to mind when you start talking about imagery. Like, uh, is uh, is Carrie Underwood's before he cheats? Oh, I, I do blogs on that. I've taught on that. Guys, <laughs> Use that when I first heard that workshop. song, I cringed. As much as I cringed watching the rabbit get boiled with that Michael Douglas film, man. You know what I'm talking about? Like, Fatal I, Attraction. Oh, my God. Yeah. I cringed. Like, I was like, oh, my. I mean, I dug the, my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. You know, mm-hmm. I've already got an image of what she's doing. Carve my name into his leather seats. Mm-hmm. You know, Louisville Slugger to both headlights. Not a bat. I didn't mm-hmm. break out both those. I took a Louisville Slugger to both headlights, slashed right. a hole in all four tires. And maybe next time he'll think. I mean, you get the. I, you just see it happening. You see that that's the storytelling the part of it. You see the movie. Yeah. Right. And you're there and you're thinking, what would I do in that situation? And you don't even want to think about that. I'm just like, oh, it was, it was petrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she wasn't just saying. And I got even with you, and I'm going to make you so regret that you ever cheated on me. I'm going to make you so sorry. Yeah. Okay. I, I get I was that. Real I mean, angry. I'm not taking yeah. your word for it, but man, the pictures are the proof. She showed us what she did, and we went, oh, yeah, yeah, he's going to think about it next time. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm glad, I'm glad I didn't cross her. <laughs> I know. And you're like, I've heard some of Carrie's other songs. This dude kind of got off light. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> And, and there's so many great things about that song. I, I like to I like to use that one on teaching a lot. But yeah, so those pictures they hit people in the heart. If you want to move your audience, 
the imagery is a great way to do it instead of telling like it, you know, and I've used this example before too, teaching, but you know, it's the difference between, um, pushing the emotion on a listener or pulling it out of them. You do that with imagery. So pushing the emotion on a listener is you tell them about a guy. He's so sad. His girl just left him and he just doesn't know what to do with himself. You're pushing that on them. Okay. He's sad. He don't want to do with himself. Okay. You know, you're, transmitting that to me. I understand that intellectually. But you paint the picture of a guy that's, you know, hadn't shaved in three days and he's sitting on the floor of his newly empty home in the dark, you know, with a half empty bottle of Jack Daniels in one hand and her picture in the other. Oh. And you just paint that picture. You don't have to tell me what he's feeling. You show me. And I go, Oh, poor guy, he's lost his girl. She's gone. Yeah. You pull that out of me. I present that to the song. You know, I participate. You don't just say, he's sad. His girl's gone. Don't you feel sorry for him? Uh-huh. But I mean, you show me the picture, and my heart goes out to him. It involves me more as a listener. Yeah. I mean, just when you said those words right there, I've been divorced. I um, came home one day. I left in the morning. There was furniture in my house. I came home, and it was empty. You that know, sucks. empty. And, and my two boys over there with a 12 pack. Of, <laughs> Come on, John, <laughs> yeah. we'll get through this. <laughs> you know? uh, and and uh, I mean, and I say my two boys, I don't have children, but they were my, my friends, my best buddies, yeah, you know, uh, over there. Yeah. But, but I instantly, I saw my house. I saw, I'm there. You had me. You had me at hello, you know? There like, we go. Well, see, and... I did not you, think about that when you were talking about... That's just what I was going to say. Yeah. When I was giving you the information, yep. you did not do the work. You had it in you, right? It was there Yeah. to connect with that, but I didn't pull it out of you with my words. Okay, that just happened then, right now on this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's, Ladies and gentlemen, it's a form of mind control when you use your imagery effectively. You make him think something. Um, I'm writing a check to Brent right now, and I don't know why, but I feel good about it. <laughs> yeah. That's just freaky. Um, but, okay, so there you go. It, it involves the listener. It pulled something out of Johnny, in this case, yeah. that, you know, maybe he wasn't even thinking about. People aren't going to do the work to put all that to connect themselves when it's not imagery to connect themselves with just intellectual talking about emotions yeah johnny's busy he's he's thinking about the podcast and making notes and what he's going to say and what i'm talking about so he didn't do the work you know and people aren't going to do the work but then i've used an image that happened to connect with them and we didn't plan this ahead of time (laughs) we don't practice that much that you know it draw it drew something out of him so that's something an image can do. Um, and so, you know, we were talking about how the slight advantage can can make a big difference. $300 album cut or a $300,000 hit single. Okay. Yep. Big difference. But in a business that's competitive, the opposite is also true. Okay. Your song that's being held for an artist might not get cut because they decide to record a song that's just a little bit better. Or maybe if they do cut your song, they might single a different song instead. And the difference between an album cut and a hit single is huge. Okay, it's not just huge money, which it is. You know, it can be if it's the right artist. Getting a hit single will boost your status and your prestige much more than an album cut will. And just, and and why is that? Because people hear it more. People you just hear it have more, more people in the business. You're more, you people know, are more aware more, of it. They're more aware of it. You you've hit the you've hit the big bullseye. You know, you knocked one out of the park and not many people can do that so that's the songs that get talked about yeah. so you know you don't want to settle for an image that works you want to 
also strive for the best images that you can get into your songs. So it'll make a big difference in your songwriting. And that big difference might just give you that small edge that turns you pro. Okay, you don't want to take the cliche images. You want to go for the hit images. And I may do a whole podcast on that coming up. Um, Ooh, I like that. You know what I heard? Can I? Can I? I just heard yeah. this the other day. It made me laugh out loud. I'm on the phone with uh, with uh, with Tony McKee's um, radio radio guy, hysterical uh-huh. guy, Randy Barber. Good guy, like totally cool. I'm like, how you doing today, Randy? Man, doing all right, man. I'm fighting like the third monkey trying to get on Noah's Ark. <laughs> And I was like, whoa, that's a fight, dude. <laughs> that's some imagery right there. <laughs> that's, you know, that's the difference between, how you doing? I'm just, I'm fighting. I'm, I'm just working. Okay, cool. No, third monkey on Noah's Ark. You carry that with you and you told somebody else about it. <laughs> yes, dude. I mean, it had stuck with me, man. Like, yeah. Seriously, yeah. I mean, I you, just, wouldn't, you wouldn't be telling me right now if you just say, like, well, "I'm fighting like a dog." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good work. All right. Ooh, so that you. was like the hit imagery right there because I've told like yeah. I'm wearing that out. I'm wearing that out. Like I, I, I love it. I'm running with it. Uh, you'll hear that more. You'll hear that more on future podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I digress. I'm sorry. I just had to share that with you. I thought you'd let. Uh, no, that's great. I'm going to steal that too. Um, so, you know, maybe you're out there thinking, you know what, I'm not that much of a lyricist. Maybe I don't write great imagery. And you think you either have to be born with kind of the image, imagery gene, or you're just out of luck. But, man, put those thoughts away. You can learn a lot uh, about image writing. You can get better. Okay, my first songs didn't have nearly the level of imagery that I write with now. And you know what made that difference? Three things. Time, education, and practice. Boom. Okay, so I can't. Yeah, I can't do much about time. You got to put that in yourself. Mm-hmm. We're doing educating right now. You know, I do it every week on the blog, I do workshops, that kind of stuff. So I'm doing what I can to help educate you. And you got to go out there and seek as many sources as you can to get educated and study your the hit songs and stuff. So you know, and you got to put in the practice. But as yeah. far as education, you just got to do it. You just got to learn. I mean, I, I learned from getting my teeth kicked in with publishers and publisher meetings and, you know, uh, being in the room with writers who held me to a higher standard, you know, and you want to you want to keep working, too, to get better. So anyway, so that's what I really want to talk about was just the importance of of imagery and thinking about that and really just putting that on your radar so that you don't settle. And we'll talk more in-depth probably in future podcast about that. But I put a piece of content out today on one of my artists. Um, great quote, just to go coincide with uh, your number three thing, just do it. Mm-hmm. Is an mm-hmm. Amelia, Amelia Earhart quote. The best mm-hmm. way to learn how to do it is just do it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. What a brilliant quote. Just do it. Make a couple mistakes, yeah. you'll figure it out. You know, Most people are afraid to get started. Yeah. I'm mean, so, you're more songs. So that's not all that you have to offer, sir. This is not all you have in store about bestowing your knowledge of imagery upon us. The education component. Yeah. So I want to tell you about a, a really cool event I have coming up in January. So next month coming up soon. Uh, or actually this month as this drops. So it's called uh, Use Imagery to Supercharge Your Songwriting Like the Pros Do. It's a songwriting course and a live online workshop. Okay. So you can join from anywhere in the world. It's online workshop, and then you get the other course materials emailed to you. But, you know, if you're looking for those couple words that might change your life, 
then you want to check this event out. Okay, it's it's on Thursday, January nineteenth. I'm hosting live online workshop. I answer your questions, reveal tricks and techniques that you can use to build your energy chops and to get your songs to stand out. So like I said, you can join us from anywhere in the world. I've had people show up from Australia, Canada, Utah, you know, all over Nashville, down the road, people just down the street, you know, that kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. But um, along with the live web shop, you also receive like a killer ebook full of the hows and the whys of writing imagery and the willpower workbook where you'll build your imagery muscles and you get like an hour of audio teaching on top of that stuff so it's like a big package of stuff so you can check it out yeah so you can check it out at songwritingpro.com slash store so just go to songwritingpro.com slash store for ticketing info Uh, at the time of recording we just got a couple spots left so they might actually already be gone by now. Oh, you, already <laughs> you already promoted that. That's right. I forgot. Yeah, that. it's it's out there. And, uh, you know, these are web shops and stuff I do on a pretty regular basis. So if you go there, if you listen to this a year from now, which, you know, I hope people will be, then go to the same place, go to the store, check out, see what I got going on, because I probably got something that, you know, they're all aimed at helping you write better songs, connecting to the business. So, yeah, that's what I got. Hey, man, that is awesome. Hey, uh, a couple things real quick before we say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we tried our first interview in December last year with Wade Sutton from Rocket to the Stars. Yeah. And then we got some incriminating pictures on him, and, and we made him come back for a second one. Yes, he did. And he crushed it both times. He was absolutely spectacular, and Wade's a, a good friend of ours. Thank I want to tell everybody that uh, we've got some really killer interviews coming up here like in the next two months. With some big, some big wigs too. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, we're going to announce who they are right now because we just want to get a, a solidified date down. But uh, I'm super stoked, Brent. I know you are. We've we've been back and mm-hmm. forth about these guests, and uh, I think you guys are going to. You know, we're going to bring in some really, really good information. That I think that interview thing worked well for us, and we're going to try to do that maybe once a month and and bring in a really good, solid interview to add to to what we're we're adding to there and, and just sort of give some more depth to this podcast and, and expand our value, I think is yeah. uh, what we're looking to do. Right. Uh, yeah. And my mom can't wait to be here. Oh man. I'll let it. Oh, slip. you let it. Um, slip. What are we going to talk about with your mom? Dang. We already uh, talked about Monday morning church. Uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let us know what you guys thought of the Wade interview episodes and what, what you'd like to see in the future. Do you want us to do more? I mean, we have a couple that we're definitely going to do, but let us know if you want us to hit the gas or the brakes on that. Yeah. And if you want to serve you and if you dig it, we want to do more. If you hate it, we'll be like, well, that's an experiment. (laughs) We learned something. That's right. And and, uh, if you have uh, anybody in particular that that you'd like us to interview or or and somebody from a certain company photos. you know let us know yeah and, and we'll and go we'll get incriminating photos of them if you can and yeah that's right. give us a little all. leverage this is about leverage creating leverage in the music <laughs> and in the mailing black all right well we are well uh we listen we're off to a bang here with the new year uh a brand new year of of uh the climb and we're growing and growing and growing we're excited to have you guys on board this is all about making you better and putting you in a better position and number one just make make a living and number two uh knowing how to set that stage so that you look the most attractive that you can to take that next big step either with a record label or with a private investor and really bump up to them to that to that next level so with that we want to say keep on climbing guys and we'll see you at the top
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.